Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Sunday morning worship service. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia. Today you're in for a treat as we will be receiving the Word of Life from a member of our ministerial staff in the absence of our pastors. So I hope that you will sit back, relax, and enjoy the Word of God. Thank you for joining again and have a blessed day. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. We are going to trust in the Lord, and we are going to stay on the battlefield until we die. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. I greet each and every one of you today. And I thank God for all of you that went before me. I bless your holy and your righteous names for the awesome jobs that you have done. I thank you for just being a part of this ministry on today. I pray today blessings over our senior pastor, Elder Dr. Shelley D. Boone the second. I pray blessings over our pastor, Elder Dr. Jacqueline M. Boone, in their absence on today. And I ask God to protect them and, and just be with them while they are away from Atlanta and let them make it back home safely after their assignment is done. Amen. This morning, my scripture is coming from our key scripture. I'm going to stay right there today. And the scripture is coming out of 3 John. Um, it's coming from chapter 1 and verse number 2. And if you all don't have it in your uh, spare time, go back and read the scripture and meditate on it. Amen. But um, whenever you come on the, the service lines, whether it's our, our regular service on Sunday, our Bible study, or even our intercessory prayer, always bring pen and pencil with you that you can take some notes, amen, because these notes are very important to us and it'll carry us through the week until the next time. Scripture reading comes out of Third John chapter 1, verse 2, and it reads, Beloved, I wished above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if I would have a title today, I would call my, my message on today, God enlarge my coast. Amen. Amen. And first, giving honor to God. I don't want to forget him because he's the one that makes all things possible. And I thank him for this opportunity and honor to be able to stand before you on this Sunday morning. It is going to be a blessed day. I pray when it's all said and done that there is something in this message that would take you throughout the week. Amen. Okay, let's get started. When I was uh, studying and preparing the word, I took just a few minutes, and uh, I guess God carried me back on my, my younger days, my life, my childhood days. And I went back and started reminiscing. I, I know, yes, a, a lot of you may say it's redundant. You've heard it before. But I'm going to just talk about it just a, a little bit again before I get into my text. Um, just growing up, I just want to talk about me as a child growing up. I remember 
I remember my mama and I remember my grandmother. Um, we all were lived in the same household. And I remember waking up many mornings, many, many mornings, hearing my mom and my grandmother saying, God is a good God. I don't care what was going on in our lives. In spite of the challenges that they would have to face on that day, they always said God is a good God. I have to give the credit to my mother and my grandmother um, because to me, uh, for me, they paved the way. They paved the way for my life. Didn't know that I would make it this far, but God has kept me. Um, all, all the rest of my four siblings have already gone before me, but for some reason, God kept me here. And, and as, as I speak to you all today, I really believe this is his purpose for keeping me because he had a plan. He knew that I would have this assignment on today. I know that they were, I can't say I believe they were, but I know that my mother and my grandmother were two of the strongest black women that I have ever known in my lifetime. And it is because of them that I am who I am on this day. Because of them, I feel that I, too, am a strong black woman. And I can um, say to many other black women in um, here in the United States of America, there are a lot of them, but I believe that I can fall into that category with them. Even when times were hard, they never lost hope. They never gave up. It didn't matter if there was a lack or if there was sickness in, in our lives. They would always call on the name of Jesus. If they couldn't say nothing more but Jesus, 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 they would call on the name of Jesus. We didn't have much, but we never went without. We never had to go without a place to stay. Or I never had to go without having a meal before I went to bed at night. And I believe it was all because of faith that my, my, my grandmother and my mother had. I believe it was because of them, of them trusting God, believing in God. I believe it is because they knew, they knew, they knew, they knew what they knew, that God would make a way. They trusted him. Because of them, once again, I am that person. We didn't have much, but they did teach me a lot of life values. They taught me about how to have integrity. They taught me about how to love and how to treat people right. My mom, I can still hear her saying right now, do unto others as you will have them to do unto you. I started uh, just sort of um, just kind of comparing. I did a comparison. I did a comparison to the, the, the widow woman in, um, I think it's in Second Kings, um, where she had an encounter with Elijah, and Elijah uh, asked her to make him uh, a, a cake, just a meal, so that uh, he could have something to eat. But because of the faith that she did not have uh, in God, she would tell him that it was not enough. It was just enough for her and her sons. And after they ate the meal, they was going to lay down and die. 
my parents, my grandparents, my mother, oh, my goodness, the faith that they had, they never lost hope. But one thing about it, I tell people now that when we were growing up, they would know how to put a meal together. They would take what little they had and make a meal out of it. They would go out and plant vegetables, and, and, and that's where we would get our meal from, even if we didn't have meat to eat. So all I'm, I say this to say that unlike most of us today, we waste so much food. Food is wasted every, each and every day. We are so blessed to be able to go to the restaurants, and even when we go into restaurants, the food is very expensive, and a lot of times we don't eat it. We leave it on the table. But there are so many, so many people around the world today, they have lost hope. They don't have food to eat and water. They don't, they don't have a place to live. Oh, my goodness, Lord, I just pray, I pray, I pray for you to just help your people, Lord God. And after, after all is said and done, God is still with us. He is with us even when we can't see him. Yes. Even when we don't uh, feel him, he's with us. So getting to my text, after reading our key scripture of the month, I truly believe God's was for them, my family, for us. It was for us to still to be able to prosper and to be in good health. When he talks about our soul prospering, I believe God is talking about our life. That's the total package. Everything that concerns us, everything that pertains to us and, and to our life, I think God is talking about to each and every one of us, not just some of us. But this is for all of us. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. God, you said that you will protect, protect everything that concerns each and every one of us, that we would just stay in your will. God called us his beloved. We are his beloved, even when we don't feel like it. In this text of Scripture, he loves us, and he cares about us unconditionally. In fact, if I could be real or transparent this morning, I'm going to just tell the truth. I didn't believe years ago that God cared about me. I didn't believe this to be true because of seeing the way that my parents had to struggle, how my family had to struggle, and, you know, just to, to get by and just to make ends meet. But when I gave my life to Christ, God changed me. He changed my way of thinking because that was one of his commissions to us is for us to renew our mind. I had a renewing of the mind experience, learning how to get in the word of God and leaning on God's everlasting arm. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you gave me that experience that I don't have to continue to live in bondage, that my mind does not have to feel like I'm carrying around a weight on it. I thank you, God, that you, are, uh, uh, you, you showed me 
You showed me how, Father God, to be able to go to the Word and to call the Scriptures out to teach. You taught me how to be able to memorize those Scriptures so that when I need them, they would be there for me. I had to study. I had to study and show myself approved. I had to read and learn for myself what the instruction was for my life. I could not take the word of no one else. God gave me eyes. He gave me a mouth. And he gave me the ability to be able to discern and to be able to comprehend everything that is in that word. And if I don't understand it in the King James Version, then there's also other versions out there that you can get that will help you interpret what the word of God is saying. Because the instructions for our life is in the Bible. It is in the word. And it will show us how we can prosper and how we can be in good health even as our soul prospers. Amen? Amen. Amen. I thank you, Jesus. This Bible has everything that we need to pertain to life questions and problems that may arrive. Having faith in God is to trust in God. It is to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and in all your ways to acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I'm glad about this. I am so glad that God said for us not to lean to our own. He did not tell us to lean to our own understanding, but he told us to lean to his understanding and that we acknowledge him in all our ways. Oh, Father God, I am so grateful to you today that you have given me this opportunity. I am grateful that someone is near me and it is going to help them to get through. We must clean up our stinking thinking. We got to stop the way that we think. We we must get rid of that old man and let the new man come out. Amen. The old um, let me slow it down just a little bit. The old man said to me, the old man in me didn't care. The new me now cares, and I know. I thought for many years that if if um, if you were a good person, and I'm sure some other people can relate to this, I thought that if you was a good person, only bad things would happen to you. It looks like that was trouble on your right, trouble on my left, trouble on my in the back, in under my feet. It was trouble all around me. But this is exactly what happens when you are not in Christ Jesus. But when you come to Jesus, all those troubles that we have, He will quickly teach us how to work it out. He will work it out. He will show us the lies and the deception of the enemy, because the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. I found out that there is nothing that is too hard for God. But one thing for sure, we have to renew our mind, because the battlefield, it starts in our mind. We must tell ourselves that we are victors, and we are not victims, regardless of what happens to us. It doesn't matter if you was abused as a child, if you've been abused by your spouse. It doesn't matter if you have lost your home, if you lost your car. It does not matter if you're sick. 
what racking, what pain in your body, it does not matter. It all has to be won in your mind. A battle is in the mind. And even those battles that we can't fight, God said he would fight the battles for us because he said some battles are not ours. They belong to the Lord. When God sent his only sinless son to the cross, he sent Jesus to be crucified on the cross on our behalf, for our behalf. And then he raised him up from the dead. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Easter, and it was all about this uh, uh, occasion. It was all about this event, this event when Jesus was crucified and when he was raised from the dead. He did it for us, y'all. He did it for us to pay for our sin debt once and for all. We all have sinned and come short of God's glory. Forgiving us does not allow us to continue to sin. Yes, he said that he will forgive us of our sin, and he will throw it into a sea of unforgiveness. Forgiveness. He will not remember that sin anymore. But examine yourselves today. Somebody out there I'm talking to on the day, examine your life. What have you done? What have you done that God was not pleased with? Who have you hurt? Who have you um, talked about? Who have you uh, uh, criticized? Oh, just think about something that you have done to somebody. Think about how God loves us so much that he forgives our sin. But yet we want to continue in sin. Today, I ask somebody, whoever you are out there, to come out of your sin because God is not pleased. He wants to give you everything. He wants to give you all that he has for you. He wants to give, he wants you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Romans 6 and 2, Paul asks the question, answers the question, so shall we condemn, continue in sin, that grace may abound. And Paul replies with a resounding, God forbids. God forbids. No, we shall not continue in sin. You've been told you know better, so you must do better. Do you know that sin separates you from God and his love? And if you want the best that God has for you, you have to come out of sin. So if there is sin, there is no salvation, and that can't be in a healing for the mind, body, and the spirit. Amen? Amen. These are perilous times of troubled times that we are in right now. And many are dying, and they are going on, they're going on to heaven because they had that relationship with God, because they had repented, and they asked for salvation. But there are many, even in this cross, um, Corbett and the corona and in this pandemic, there's many that don't even know the Lord. Yes. They accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And those people, I'm sure we all know about heaven and hell. Those people are going to a place that there is a consuming fire that never ends. This is not God's idea of us prospering and being in good health. This is not his idea 
of him loving us. So what we will have to do, we must understand that God does exist. We must know him for ourselves. He did it for us because of his great love for us and has said in his word, he wants none, not one. He wants none, N-O-N-E. He wants none to perish. He wants all of us to receive the crown of life, to live, have everlasting life. He wants to grant us life and life more abundantly, even while we are here on earth. He wants us to have a good life, the best life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just say this. God's highest and greatest wish is that we prosper in every area of our life. God is for us and not against us. So if God is for us, who can be against us? He wants us to do well and have success in life. He is not a God that wants us to just get by the way my family did. But he wants us to thrive and be blessed and be prosperous, that we will not only prosper, but we can teach prosperity. We can teach this to other people, to those that don't know God. We prosper by giving back to God in in our time, in our talents, in our ability, and even in our monetary gifts. There are so many people that are so talented, but they'd rather give it into the secular world than to bring it to the house of God. There are people that can get up and they can uh, talk to people and tell them what is right and what is wrong. Do we have people in our ministries that can sing, people that can teach, but they do not want to use their talents for God? We pay tithes and offerings because we love him. And also God would take the seeds. Know this, that we love God, and this is the reason that we are paying our tithes and our offerings, and he would take those seeds that we sow, and he will multiply those seeds, and he would give them back to us when we need them the most. He did it for me. I had a sick grandchild, my grandson. Most of you all know his name is Xavier Brown, but we call him Man-Man. My grandson, at the age of around 13 years old, needed a kidney. He had to have a kidney transplant, you all. He had to have a transplant. And I believe and I know, I know what I know. That is only because of the grace and the mercy of God. It's only because of those seeds and those tithes that we pay and the time that we put in and giving God all our lives that he saved my grandson and he gave him exactly what he needed. And God spoke to me and told me that he was going to give him that perfect kidney. And he did exactly that. And today I report to you all my grandson, my man is doing well. And I give God the glory each and every day. I won't forget, I can't forget what God has done for me and my family. I thank God so much. God is there when we need him. He is there when we need him in our sickness, our lack, when we need him for our children, when our children are acting out, 
when we need it in our relationships with our spouses and our significant others, God is a promise keeper. He would do it. He would stop the devil in his tracks. God is good. Okay, and so before I leave, I'm I'm coming to an end, but before I leave, I have two PowerPoints that I want to leave with you all. I want you all to understand just how important prayer is. Prayer is so important in our life. A great prayer is a great way to start your day off every day. And, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Hey, and and to, to just, uh, just go to the throne of grace, even when you don't know what to ask for. God said that he will intercede on our behalf. He will intercede. If you are not sure about your prayer life, the prayer, there is a prayer that we can pray. There's many prayers in the Bible. I love the Lord's prayer. We can pray the Lord's prayer. We can pray the 23rd Psalm. But a great prayer that we can pray is uh, the prayer of Jabez. It comes out of uh, the book of Chronicles, First Chronicles, uh, chapter 4 and verse 10. And the prayer reads, Jabez called on the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that you would be with me and keep your hands on me, that you would be with me, keeping me from all hurt, harm, and danger, keeping it away from me, that you would surround me as with a shield, and that nothing would cause me pain. Nothing that would grieve our spirit. I know what it feels like to have your spirit grieve. Nothing that would grieve the Holy Spirit. Jabez was born in sorrow. This is where he got his name from. But the Bible tells us that he also was an honorable man chasing after God. He wasn't the only one chasing after God. David chased. After God, he was after God's own heart. We need to be chasing God. We need to chase after him every day, seeking him, knocking for him. And Bible tells us that God granted Jabez that which he had. And lastly, I want to talk about Joshua chapter 1 and 8. Scripture says, that God commanded God, um, the, um, Joshua to be strong, even when they were spying out the land back in Numbers before we got to Joshua. They went out, the 12 tribes, to spy out the land because God was trying to take them to a better place. He was trying to take them to a place, a land that was filled with milk and honey, just as he's trying to do us. This is why he says that he wished that we prosper because he want to get us to a better place in life. Joshua, before he made any decisions, he made any moves. As the new leader of Israel, he had to seek out God. He had to hear from God. Having to go out and spy out the land, he was trying to be obedient to God and taking God's people to a land where God had promised they was going to go. 
because God was trying to bless them too in that city. He wanted them to be blessed because they had been oppressed. They had been oppressed. He wanted to build, he wanted to bless them beyond abundantly, more exceedingly than they could even ask or think by the power that worketh in him. Yes. Prosperity is when God is taking you to a higher place. When God not just with money and with things, but with peace, with joy, with love, that's prosperity. And I'm seeking those things from God. Amen? He had to listen to the voice of God. For him, listening to God was very central to walking with God and securing his blessings. We must live out the word of God in order to break off the brokenness that we have on our lives. So much sickness, lack, depression, mental illness, and whatever else could be going on in our lives. And I want you all to know today, there's no difference in the way it was back then in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Men say, oh, that's old. I don't believe in that. God's word is true from Genesis to Revelation. Men and blessings were received in the whole day. It was physically because a lot of their blessings they had to go and take from the enemy. They warred much in the whole days, in the whole testament. They warred. It was one war after another. Jehoshaphat, David, it was just fighting trying to just take back what God had given them. But now in the new days, in the New Testament, in these times that we're living in now, we don't have to war like that. Even though there are many out there, young people that go out and try to carjack and take things the way they want to take them, things killing you or whatever, by whatever means it is to get what they want even though it doesn't belong to them. Today, all we have to do is go down on our knees and pray. All we have to do is just believe and trust in God's word. All we got to do is just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All we got to do is say, God, I need you right now. I need you to stop by here right now. Oh, Father God, come by the Brown's house right now, Lord God. That's all we have to do is just cry out to him. And he said that if we cry out to him, he will hear us and he will answer us. Yes, and I know it to be true. I know it to be true. But now that we have the blood, we have the blood, we have the Holy Spirit, and I thank God that the Holy Spirit lives with me every day. He walks with me. He goes with me. I pray that the Holy Spirit go with you all this day and for every, every other day to follow as long as you are here on this earth. We just call on the Holy Spirit, and many of our blessings that we receive now are miracles. Then it's because it takes an act of God's supernatural power to get us what we want because the enemy is so kind and he tries in every way to stop our blessings and to block our blessings. So as I leave you all today, I just say thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Lord, have your way. 
when we have been blessed with the Holy Spirit to guide us through our lives and to make perfect in our health, in our wealth, in our physical, and in our spiritual life. And I pray today, as I leave you, that your soul will prosper even as we prosper in all those other areas of our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. And I thank you all so much. Amen. Please just hold on to whatever portion of this word you got today. Just hold on and take it with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We really hope that you enjoyed today's message and that it was truly a blessing to your soul. We would like to thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day.